0: Greetings, welcome, bienvenidos. Hola, aloha. Ni hao, namaste, konnichiwa, bonjour, bonjourno. Saudi karab, guten tag. Ja, wee viva cat bang, half a day. Jai janendra, salam, shalom. Peace now, go vegan. Peace how? Go vegan. From the west coast of the Unlabeled, genetically mutated, McNugget pharmaceutical, vivisection, prison, kilitary, industrial, court, poor nation in the cheese covered, post-constitutional, bankster, bankrupt, corruptocracy, democracy, criminocracy of the United States of Listeria, food born in the NSA, NRA, um, USA. Home of Uncle Salmonella, where they sure do eat a lot of dead animal body parts. And the Wall Street-backed corporate diet of death, disease, and destruction is shoved down your throat. This is Go Vegan Radio with Bob Linden. This is a first, a historical first. We actually started the live show exactly on time, exactly at uh, 5 o'clock Pacific time. Um, And uh, that has... Never happened before we we were tuned in with the atomic clock and you know the the pitchfork and all of that so uh we 're exact today, and uh, does it matter Does it matter? Yes, it does um, i uh, <laughs> i'm i 'm coming up for air actually so uh, this is for days on end i 've been sequestered, isolated converting songs to the mp3 format Uh, because as you know i feel that the solution for our troubled times is an online music radio station yeah uh but aren't there thousands of music radio stations available now well yeah but uh none like you will experience with radio bobby coming really 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 soon really soon um, I was hoping for a March fourth launch, but uh when are when are we ever on time with anything? Um uh, except today, five o'clock. We started exactly on time, but almost there, almost there. I still you know, have, have work to do on getting the music library together. This is a different kind of startup for me, uh, versus how I used to start up radio stations in the past. Um I would I would go to some some loser like uh, WJZE in Washington DC or uh you know some place not doing really all that well um and that's why they would la- allow me to actually mess with their format it's like they had tried everything like uh like WJZE in Washington DC with United Broadcasting for 40 years that station had had lost money Uh, never broke even until i got there and then within my first year there it had broken even and i was a hero i was a hero for getting the station to zero but you know what i normally did was i'd go into a station i'd have to order tons of cds from record labels and uh, get 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 them physically in hand and have a music library there Um, now it's a little different now i convert music uh, into the MP3 format online. Uh, I've been spending days, nights doing that, and uh, I think we probably have about a 1, thousand, twelve hundred songs to to start. That's not a bad start. So, uh, but we're we're almost there. Um, now I don't know uh, when when are we going to get it on the air. I I hadn't really planned on going to the Natural Products Expo this coming weekend, but it looks like I am actually uh, going to go there. Apparently, my my interest in the in you know, what's new in vegan foods overrides uh, <laughs> everything else. I get to taste everything. So, and then um, right near the Anaheim Convention Center in Garden Grove is vegan pizza. That vegan pizza place that is so totally amazing that uh, I have to go to the Natural Products Expo. I've been there what? every year for about the past 10 years. So uh, I guess we won't break the streak after all this year, and we we will attend the Natural Products Expo, and I'm looking forward to that. Um, so Radio Bobby, this month, I hope. I, I, yes, yeah, still this month, maybe. Maybe right around the beginning of spring. Ah, a new beginning. That would be nice to do it then, right? So, uh, yeah, but I, you know, all this time I was, I was out there begging for volunteers, you know, volunteers to convert music. And, uh, and I, I do thank, uh, Sean and Tanya and Eddie for their contribution. Uh, and a million, uh, I make that a bazillion thanks to uh, Ben Brayman for all of his, volunteer work over the years and including now with with radio bobby and helping me get that together um he's like the old engineer of past radio stations when i you know was there and had to deal with uh all of the electronics and the antenna and the taking readings and all of that stuff now now everything's digital now now we're we're making things digital digital but i uh, yeah, I, I still, uh, I've been working. I, I, I myself personally converted hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of songs. Uh, and, uh, yes, it was up to me to get it done. And I think I'm just about at the point where I feel comfortable, uh, with the, the music library in a starting point. And I, uh, I apologize. I, I, I didn't mean to ignore you. I may seem that way. I, Uh, I know I haven't had, I haven't done as many posts on Facebook. I haven't done that many tweets on Twitter. And, uh, oh no, look, look at how far behind we are on on posting uh, archive programs here. Well, hopefully by the time you hear this, we will have caught up. Uh, I hate to end sentences with a preposition. So hopefully by the time you hear this, up with which we will have been caught uh, at GoVeganRadio.com on the archives there. Uh, But if you are listening live today, uh, up with which uh, we still have uh, catching to do. Soon. Soon. Everything. Uh, Have we ever been on time with anything? Yes, today, five o'clock, we started the show right on time, a first. Um, So anyway, uh, I also really meant to write a review of this horrible, fake environmentalism that we get in uh, Sierra, the uh, magazine of the Sierra Club, which is the environmental organization that glorifies humankind's most destructive environmental behavior, Probably, uh, probably brings the Sierra Club uh, more uh, more donations. Then, apparently, if you can be an environmental organization for humankind's uh, worst uh, environmentally destructive behavior, probably get a few donations from ranchers, <laughs> people like that. Uh, so here we are in uh, Sierra Magazine, Sierra. Uh, and the editor the editor Jason Mark uh, February 24th 2017 and again i i hope to catch up with things and and post on facebook regarding uh this article i i, I think i sent a link to it to uh professor francione a few days ago maybe he'll want to say something about it uh, he's coming up at the top of the hour on today's program um then uh I won't be doing a show next week because I'll be in Anaheim. Um, at, well, actually, I'll be in Garden Grove at Vegan Pizza. Um, occasionally stopping by the Anaheim Convention Center for the uh, Natural Products Expo, but really... The main the main reason is vegan pizza it's such amazing pizza that, in fact uh, on one of my Facebook pages one of the Bob Linden pages I'm sitting there with a uh, pizza from vegan pizza right in front of me there uh, that's the one with Daisy on my lap and uh, incredible so uh, I anyway' where, what was I, I I was talking about the article in uh, Sierra I have my mind on, on pizza uh, not Pizza actual pizza pizza um so the article is <laughs> by jason mark the the article is toward a moral case for meat eating <laughs> it's like a joke already isn't it i mean how ridiculous okay uh what are we going to do we will be apparently from the uh title of the okay so toward a moral case for meat eating uh, and it says here, by consuming other animals, we can affirm our animal nature, drawing ourselves closer to the earth. Have you ever heard such nonsense in all your life? Uh, well, there 'll be more nonsense because i'll it's a long article, but maybe i'll read some of it here now I can, as we we rationalize uh the the most immoral environmentally destructive behavior um it can only be an irrational irrationalization because how right by definition um how do you make a moral case for that which is immoral well by by fiction i think but okay so what does this uh, this editor of uh, the meat eating environmentalist Sierra Club, I uh, have to say here. He says, and I quote, I once experimented with vegetarianism. Well, aren't you? Give this guy an award. He, uh, Jason Mark, He's, he said, I once experimented with vegetarianism. Well, wasn't that kind to the planet? And he doesn't even say, going vegan. So probably like today, like today, meatless Monday, today's meatless Monday. So uh, people like Jason Mark experimenting with vegetarianism are probably having a, a cheese omelet for dinner with a glass of milk and a dish of yogurt and a bowl of ice cream for dessert. That's experimenting with vegetarianism and, uh, using those products from cows, the, the methane into the environment, the climate change. But, uh, wow, this guy is amazing. He, Am I going to get... I haven't gotten past the first through few words of this article. Am I going to get anywhere with this? I don't know. Um, but I'm just so amazed that this this guy was so, is such an environmentalist that he once experimented with vegetarianism. Um, well... Let's let's hear it as he says it. I once experimented with vegetarianism for a couple of years. Whoa! Whoa, give this guy a, a couple of awards, huh? Okay. Um am I gonna stop interrupting myself to continue with this? I I can't really I I I can't uh I don't know. I I don't know, uh I can't make excuses for my behavior. Anything can happen when I read something so shocking as uh you know toward a moral case for meat eating um my basis is uh, i don't know do they still teach this in elementary school like i remember them saying um you know thou shalt not kill i thought that was a moral basis like thou shalt not kill that that's like the moral basis for everything we okay anyway I once experimented with vegetarianism for a couple of years. When people asked my reason for for going meat, I told them that while I had no problem with killing animals <sighs> uh, <laughs> uh, uh, this guy is just winning my respect by the second year that, that he had the the, the fortitude to, to experiment with vegetarianism for a couple of years. And while he had Okay, continue quoting. I told him that while I had no problem with killing animals, I didn't want to have to feed them. Uh, The line was too glib by half. I was uh, uh, typically callow 20-something dude, but it got straight at one of the main concerns motivating vegetarians. I don't really know what he means by vegetarians, but I'm reading what he says here. He says, animal agriculture, or I should emphasize industrial animal agriculture, has an outsized environmental impact compared to a plant-based diet. And again, I don't really know what a plant-based diet is since uh, uh, I'm told that you can include animal products in a plant. <laughs> anyway, um So he continues, ranching, especially in the developing world, often leads to deforestation that chews up wildlife habitat. Uh, Growing animal feed requires large amounts of land and water that could be used more efficiently in the production of plant crops. And ruminants like cows, goats, and sheep uh, emit heat-trapping methane that is about 80 times more powerful than CO2. Wait a second, this guy's making some sense here. What happened? Um, Jason Mark, editor of Sierra, you are making sense suddenly. Um, but, I will continue as he goes on. But, the first part of my quip, I have no problem with killing animals, revealed an ugly ambivalence, if not apathy about the morality of destroying another being to feed myself. It was frankly a lame dodge to a question that, my, that any meat eater should, at some point, ask herself. What, if anything, can justify taking another animal's life? I think nothing, but uh, okay. anyway, uh, that question has been on my mind a lot this past season as we at Sierra Magazine have been busy producing our most recent edition, which focuses on food and agriculture. Uh, As we report in our cover story, I guess I'm going to have to look at the magazine for this could be material for for weeks, weeks on end for us here. At Go Vegan Radio with Bob Linden. But anyway, so it says here as we report in our cover story, cattle ranching contributes to greenhouse gas emissions despite the claims of some holistic management theorists that ranching can spur sufficient soil carbon sequestration to offset ruminants belching. In another story, we shed light on the environmental and public health impacts of. North Carolina's vast hog farms, such exposés, certainly not the first or the last uh, takedowns of animal agriculture, reaffirm the environmental importance of dramatically reducing animals from one's diet. How about eliminating? Eliminating. Maybe if you uh, really were thinking there, Jason. But uh, you have to represent your meat-eating constituents, so you'll get donations to the Sierra Club from the meat-eaters. Okay, so continuing with his article here, it says, There's no shortage of thoughtful prescriptions for how to uh, do so. Um, Well, since I interrupted, you don't know... Okay, he's referring to, he says, Such exposés, certainly not the, the first or last takedowns of animal agriculture, reaffirm the environmental importance of dramatically reducing animals from one's diet. There's no shortage of thoughtful prescriptions for how to do so. Meatless Mondays, the reducitarian solution, vegan before six. These ideas, among many others, are strategies for harm reduction. Really, Jason? Really? meatless monday is a strategy for harm reduction when uh the egg industry says it uh it's had its highest record sales in 30 years uh thanks to meatless mondays and don't you think tomorrow on tuesday everybody will double up uh on on the meat because of the sacrifice they're making today by having that cheese omelet huh and the reducitarian that that reduces uh harm also uh Because people uh, say they're reducing, but really don't, I'm sure. And then vegan before six, which uh, is uh, basically uh, what uh, Mark Bittman's book, right? Which is basically uh, how to be cool. You know, it's it's cool to be vegan. So you can still be cool and call yourself vegan because you're vegan before six. But then after six with dinner, you know, you become, uh, you know you know, you're eating flesh and blood again, right? So um, these really aren't strategies for harm reduction. They're just uh, excuses and rationalizations, probably much like this article will become, if I ever make any progress with this article. So so it says um, that, uh, okay, so Meatless Mondays, is vegan before six. Uh, he says, they presume that meat is an evil if a necessary evil, they offer little or no justification for continuing to eat meat, just prescriptions for eating less meat. The meat reduction pledges seem to be saying all bad things in moderation, including moderation. And right, isn't that the case that uh, if uh, if we are saying that uh, these are a bad things, that eating meat is a bad thing, uh, why would we just uh, stop it on Monday? And why wouldn't why wouldn't it be vegan Mondays anyway? Right. So, and why wasn't it then, you know, meatless uh, or vegan uh, Tuesdays through Sundays? <laughs> why just one day out of seven? Oh, be ba- be bad, be bad, six out of seven days. Right. So. Uh, be bad seven out of seven days. Have have dairy and eggs on Meatless Monday. Okay, so back to uh, Jason's uh, article here. He says uh, all of this, w- w- which has me wondering anew: Can meat actually be a good thing? Is there any way to make a moral case for eating animals? Well, of course, the answer is no. But then I guess he wouldn't have you know he wouldn't fill up the page here. So I let's see what he has to say he says a couple of years ago nathaniel johnson the food and agriculture writer at grist asked where are the philosophers arguing that eating meat is moral <laughs> where are they well they're <laughs> they they would not be working in philosophy would they you know um They'd be working at McDonald's, apparently. Anyway, so he says, after doing a pretty thorough uh, lit review, interviewing some professional ethicists and the animal welfare guru, Temple Grandin, now there's, there's an authority, huh? Um, and uh, plumbing his own thoughts and feelings on the issue, Johnson pretty much came up empty-handed. So he came up empty-handed empty handed to the question, where are the philosophers arguing that eating meat is moral? He came up empty handed. Uh, continuing with Jason's uh, article here, uh, if we acknowledge that eating animals will cause them some measure of pain, then it is impossible to defend on a strictly ethical basis. Uh, think of uh, Kant's c- categorical imperative, which says, quote, act only according to that maxim whereby you can at the same time will that it should become a universal law, end quote. So what does that mean? He says here, unless you're willing to be kept, bred, and eventually slaughtered by a species of superior strength and or intelligence, which is questionable to me, uh, you can't justify doing so to other species. I'm continuing the article here. If you've spent any amount of time thinking about the morality of meat-eating, you might have already come to this conclusion. And if you're like 97% of Americans, including Johnson, you still eat meat. Isn't this blatant hypocrisy? Well, yes, it is. So why not uh, not be a hypocrite and, uh, and go vegan? Ah, but... I interrupt. Um, so he says, isn't this blatant hypocrisy? He says, not necessarily, according to ethicist Paul Thompson, the author of From Field to Fork, Farm Ethics for Everyone. Moral ideals are exactly that. Ideals, something we strive for. A Christian, for example, isn't necessarily a bad Christian just because she doesn't give away all of her worldly possessions to the poor charity doesn't require asceticism asceticism yeah okay uh and uh so oh so 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 um i get, so the idea here is that moral ideals are exactly that ideals something we strive for so um i guess we we strive N- not to rape, right? We strive not to rape. That's an ideal. We we strive not to rape. We we strive not to commit uh, pedophilia, right? We strive for that. Um, we strive to 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 not kill others, uh, innocent, uh, harmless others. You know, but they taste so good. They- Forget it. Forget it. It's only an ideal to, for which we strive, right? You know. And I suppose uh, if if rape if, if rape victims were, were eaten, or the children, uh, the, the victims of pedophile were eaten, well, actually, I think the victims of pedophilia are uh, are eaten. Um, but we strive. We we strive not to eat them. We 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 strive. So back to the article here. It says at the end of his piece. Ooh, that sounds kind of personal, huh? Okay. Oh, at the end of his piece, Johnson concludes that conscientious carnivores should support farms that prioritize animal welfare. Conscientious carnivores, huh? There's a there's a, an irrational rationalization right there. Um, and 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 conscientious rapists and conscientious pedophiles, you know, should should prioritize kindness uh, and welfare for their victims. Uh, he's quoting Johnson here saying, let's focus on giving farm animals a life worth living uh, <laughs> as if possible. Right. This is all this is fiction. This uh, this editor of Sierra magazine is a good fiction writer, I believe. Let's focus on giving farm animals a life worth living right. Um, As I'll detail below, I wholeheartedly agree, but the conclusion still felt unsatisfactory. I I was left wanting to hear an argument for for meat eating as an ethical good. Um, As Johnson noted, while it's almost impossible to find a moral argument in favor of killing animals, it's not at all hard to find compelling claims on the other side of the question, what is the other side of the question? Hmm. It's, yeah, the article continues, more than 200 years ago, the English philosopher Jeremy Bentham established the intellectual foundation for considering animal rights, writing, quote, a full-grown horse or dog is beyond comparison, uh, a, a more rational uh, as well as more um, Conversible animal than an infant uh, of a day or a week or even a month old, but suppose they were otherwise, uh, what would it uh, avail? The question is not can they reason nor can they talk but can they suffer uh, in the 1970s the australian American philosopher Peter Singer uh, took that argument to its logical conscious. Uh, conclusions with his book Animal Liberation, which laid out a sweeping ethical case against eating animals or using them as research subjects. That's not really what I understand Peter Singer's philosophy to be, to tell you the truth, for me these days, but Okay. Um, So, anywhere, quoting here in the article, it says If a being suffers, there can be no moral justification for refusing to take that suffering into consideration. Singer wrote uh, More recently, the novelist Jonathan Safran Foyer scored a critical and popular success with his nonfiction book, Eating Animals, in which he talked to vegetarians and Uh, PETA activists and ranchers as he parsed what he calls our polarized food ethics. Uh, Like his intellectual predecessors, uh, Saffron Foyer's logic rested on the fact that animals suffer the, uh, the most important part of definition, the most important part of definitions of or uh, other reflections on suffering is not what they tell us about suffering, about neural pathways, uh, uh, no, no uh prostaglandins, neuronal opioid receptors, uh, but about who suffers and how much suffering should matter, Saffron Foyer writes. I suffered myself just now trying to pronounce all of those. Um, back to the article. In a nutshell, animals feel pain. They suffer in ways similar to humans, and we humans are, as moral animals, cannot in good conscience contribute to such pain. Uh, there's no sensible argument against the fact that animals can suffer. If you've ever, if you've ever accidentally stepped on a dog's paw or a cat's tail, the resulting yelp confirms as much. Any moral defense of meat-eating then must confront and accept some level of animal suffering. Sounds like K3 eggs to me. Um, Anyway, uh, back to uh, this uh, article again in uh, Sierra. The question becomes, Might the suffering that animals experience in the course of being sacrificed for human food contribute to some other social good? I think the answer is a conditional yes. Um, And that is the author of this article thinking that it's a conditional yes. Um, I think it's an absolute no, but what do I know? I'm not the editor. Of a big uh, environmental organization magazine here, so uh, the question becomes might the suffering that animals experience in the course of being sacrificed sacrifice really uh, that 's a nice word for it, huh um, for human food uh, contribute to some other social good? I think the answer is a conditional yes, so he says here and uh, this is where uh, this is where it gets. Uh, more nonsensical yeah anyway it says by eating animals we can remind ourselves of our animal natures (laughs) oh (laughs) welcome to theater of the absurd okay By eating animals, we can remind ourselves of our animal natures, that that recognition of our corporeal reality, the, the fact that we are flesh and blood and bones and skin, each of us ever on the way to very likely an unpleasant end, can, like few other things, keep us connected to the living earth. What? What is this guy saying here? Um, All right. So he says, Surely such a connection is vital in an age of increasing dislocation between human civilization and non-human nature. When we kill other animals for our sustenance, as long as we do so uh, with careful moral consideration... um, didn't Jeffrey Dahmer kill all of his uh, victims with careful moral consideration? As long as we, as long as we, ki- this guy, this editor of Sierra Magazine is telling us that as long as we kill with careful moral consideration, um, it can reinforce our interdependence with other species, linking humans to the rest of nature, and that linkage is a social as well as trans species good I don't think I've ever read more nonsense in my life than I don't think I've ever said something as nonsensical as quoting this uh, article from the Sierra Club now so so in order to get you know back in touch with planet earth and nature you know we have to deal with the animals we have to kill them that we we, that doesn't mean you know go out to the woods and take a picture no (laughs) no 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 so continuing should i all right should i even continue with this nonsense okay yes i will because this is uh, this is the sierra club People are reading this. They're they're getting in touch with with nature and and planet Earth. They're they're getting a moral argument for for immorality here, Um, which is pretty, you know, how is that? How do you make a moral argument for immorality? Right here. I'll continue. It says, by taking another animal's life. We can attune ourselves to the laws of ecology and the laws of the animal world of which we as animals are a part. Those laws state that everything is connected and that there can be a a harmonious balance in a natural food chain. Mindful meat eating plugs us into that chain and connects us to the fates of other living beings. This dude is like a meat addict, right? He he is so into flesh and blood that he will say anything. Uh, you know, mindful meat eating, like okay, oxymoron again. You know, conscious uh, carnivores, uh, oxymoron. Um, mindful meat eating plugs us into that chain and connects us to the fates of other living beings. Um, pa- he says paradoxical as it might sound and believe me uh bro you are as paradoxical sounding as can be the he says paradoxical as it might sound the conscientious carnivore can reestablish our moral obligations to the other species with whom we share this planet kill them that's you know, let's be connected let's you know we're, we're really not connected with other people like You know, I mean, we're really not. Like, maybe we should start killing other people. We'll we'll feel connected to them, right? Huh? 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 Paradoxical as it might sound, the conscientious carnivore can reestablish our moral obligations to the other species with whom we share this planet. Meat eating can be an ecological good insofar as the act reaffirms an environmental ethics that places other species' interests alongside human interests. I can't make any sense of this. I'm sorry. Can you? uh i 'll have to post about this on Facebook at some point here uh This is the most ridiculous anyway. it continues to be sure there are other less lethal ways of hitching ourselves to nature, really, as I might suggest, take a camera huh take take a camera um go- go go out to the woods, you know, go to the ocean, go to the lake uh but this guy. You know, this guy, he he loves his ketchup and mustard and mayonnaise so much that uh, this is this isn't the onion, by the way, Um, although this guy's probably against eating onions. Um, because it doesn't really connect us with the. Wouldn't wouldn't eating you know that which grows from the earth, fruit, vegetables, nuts, grains, seeds. You know, they, that's the connection to earth. They grow from the earth. Isn't that the connection? Plus, plus, dude, what's this guy's name? The the editor of uh, uh, Sierra, whatever his name is, Jason, whatever. Um, He seems to neglect the fact that we are herbivores, of course he he doesn 't want to recognize that because he likes to eat his dead animal connection to earth. here he says to be sure, there are other less lethal ways of hitching ourselves to nature. The mindful vegetarian can find a connection to oh oh here he goes the the mindful uh, vegetarian can find the connection to nature through a sense of awe. Uh, at the alchemy of photosynthesis. There you go. There you go, Sierra Club members. Go get off on photosynthesis, huh? You're you're a Sierra Club. You're supposed to be green. What's more green than photosynthesis? Can you can you get off on that instead of killing somebody else to to get back in touch with the earth, huh? You know the sun, the plants, the green. You know the chlorophyll. The, come on, come on. No, but you you need flesh and blood, right? Okay. Uh, this article continues: The vegan dog lover creates an emotional bond to another species through companionship. This is the first mention of a vegan here, and for some reason it 's the vegan dog lover uh, creating an emotional bond to another species through companionship. Um, I would presume the non vegan dog lover also creates an emotional bond to another species through companionship but why are we trying to make sense out of a, a nonsensical writing here? It says, but companionship isn't the same as physical interdependence. So, oh, too bad the, ve- yeah, the vegan dog lover can't, he can't eat, he or she can't eat the dog, which uh, would then, you know, <laughs> which would then attain the level of physical interdependence, wouldn't it? Huh? This is incredible. This, this is the Sierra Club. This is the Sierra Club. But companionship, and I'm reading again, but companionship isn't the same as physical interdependence. The relationship between the shepherd and the sheep receives, uh, relationship between the shepherd and the sheep, for example, is based on reciprocal debts. Uh, It is an exchange in which the sheep receives security, yeah, right, uh, and the possibility of a longer life Uh, though one uh, capped by slaughter. And the shepherd receives sustenance. This might be uh, confirmation uh, bias talking. Is that what he's saying? This might be confirmation bias talking. But I think such a relationship goes deeper than the eating of a broccoli spear. How did this guy get to be the editor of the... Well, this is Sierra Club. Uh, Rancher Donations, Sierra Club. Well, uh, he continues. To eat meat is to consume the body of the world. Oh, isn't that magnificent? He's taking this to to such higher levels of of nonsense that I can't believe it here. To eat meat is to consume the body of the world. Well, uh, then... Will there be a world left after we've consumed that body? Or then do we turn that world into uh, S-H-I, um, do we turn the world into poop? To eat meat is to consume the body of the world. No wonder we've turned the world into the, crap that it is. Okay, it says, it offers us a chance to remember that the animal kingdom runs on blood, the mountain lion preying on the deer, the coyote going after the hare, the bobcat pouncing on a field mouse, and that we too are part of that kingdom. Okay, well, you, uh, Jason, whatever, whatever your name is, uh, editor of... Uh, I guess I could scroll up to the top of the page. This is Jason Mark. But I don't want to lose my place. I don't want things jumping around here. Um, okay, so uh, what did he say? He says, so to eat meat is to consume the body of the world. It offers us a chance to remember that. But So the mountain lion preys on the deer. So, So Jason, please... Go run! Go run after the deer. See see how well you catch the deer. Um, and uh, uh, the coyote uh, goes after the rabbit. Uh, please go, go running after a rabbit also. And please, um, you know, w- when you when you uh, when you catch the, the deer, um, please use your fangs uh, to bring the deer down. Your your claws and your fangs, and then uh, eat 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 the body raw you know, the hair, the blood. Um, yeah, that, that, that's us, right? That's us. We, we too are a part of that kingdom, right? The, the bobcat pouncing on a field mouse. Um, you know, I, I, I am a little hungry and, you know, my, my appetite, I'm thinking, what do I want for dinner? A field mouse sounds oh, so, so appetizing, doesn't it? Sierra Club? Uh, is that it? So, so is that what we have? The Sierra Club is a cult of, of, uh, field mouse eaters. Is that, is that what, what this environmental organization is? Back to the article here, Jason Mark, whatever the, the editor, the editor here. What if we were to accept that pain is an inescapable part of being an animal? Uh, well, what, what, Jason, what if we were to accept that, uh, wouldn't it be a good thing to help others avoid pain since we experience pain and know that we we don't like it. We don't like it. Usually. Except for some weirdos. But um okay, what he says, what if we were to fearlessly acknowledge our own mortality and in doing so recognize that we share something essential with animals, death itself. And by the way, by eating those animals, uh Jason, i think you will meet death itself uh prematurely i think that uh, the heart disease cancer and stroke uh that that you get by eating animals not you know not the coyote not the not the bobcat um you know but but you're an herbivore but you know you don't want to recognize that you have you have the meat eating agenda here you want donations from meat eaters to the sierra club um Anyway, so he continues, though the name isn't uh, perfectly exact, you could call this ecological stoicism or maybe ecological egalitarianism, uh, to borrow from the deep ecologist uh, Arnie Nace. I don't know who that person is. Anyway, no matter the name, this ideal of environmental ethics rests on the proposition that More unites us with animals than separates us. All animals have an instinct toward life uh, worth living. All animals suffer. All animals ultimately die. And many kill also. So why do we have to add to that? You know, why, You know, but I guess to, to the people of the Sierra Club, the environment really, you know, it's its just, you know, maybe some trees, a bunch of rocks. It's not it's not the inhabitants of the planet for the inhabitants of the planet. We, we don't care about them. So, you know, let them suffer at our hands. Let them die at our hands. Let, let's add to the misery. Let's add to the suffering as environmentalists, of course, who want to connect with planet Earth. We're, we're doing that. So we have a good excuse. We, we 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 can add to their suffering, their pain, their torture, and their murder because we're connecting to planet Earth. You know? Okay. Um, let's see. Anything else I want to say from this thing here? I think I'm getting sick from reading this. Um, let's see. It says, extending the basic principles of equality. See, somehow... Now this is equality. We've attained equality by eating other animals. Those, those, you know, because we have power over them, we can make them victims of our violence. We'll call it equality for the sake of environmentalism. <laughs> uh, extending the basic principles of equality, uh, implicit uh, in that there is the idea that humans will raise other animals to the ethical plane we inhabit. Maybe we humans should stretch uh, in the other direction and acknowledge that we are animals too driven in large part by instinct we you know i don't think we really have an instinct to kill other animals i really don't think our instinct tells us that when we look at a cow you know we, we go mm, you know i'm salivating ah yeah look uh look a pig i'm salivating huh uh where is our instinct uh, oh, look an apple! Well, I really am salivating. I see an apple, okay, so he says uh so this dude here, this sierra club fake uh fake environmentalism, so he says uh all right, maybe maybe we humans should stretch in the other direction and acknowledge that we are animals too, driven in large part by instinct. Yeah, our instinct is to eat uh, fruits, vegetables, nuts, grains, seeds, beans. Um, so he says here, such an acknowledgement might prompt us to consider that our equality with other animals rests less on our shared ability to feel pain than on the common way in which we are driven by instincts. Uh, Homo sapiens he says Homo sapiens is a moral is a moral animal. According to some studies, so are chimpanzees and dolphins and elephants. Insofar as they demonstrate altruism and overlapping and interlocking bonds of responsibility, a primitive system of ethics, if you will. Uh two of uh two of three of those aforementioned species also uh, are meat eaters he says here so um, there's another excuse for you uh, if uh, if we uh, call other animals uh, moral and they eat meat then obviously meat eating is moral um, this is such nonsense okay so he says my point here and and it, it's great that he finally does get to some point maybe maybe he says my point here is that humans are animals every bit as much as we are moral beings and that a strict animal rights philosophy may be counterproductive toward creating an environmental ethics it may divorce us from our animal selves uh okay well i think i think i've had enough i think i've had enough of this of this article from this is from the Sierra Club. This this isn't uh fiction here. It is a much longer article, so I don't know. I don't know if I want to continue with this. I I I I'm not used to saying such fake things. I'm not used to I'm not used to such fakery being on this show. But that's what you get. You get uh this article, this fake environmentalism that comes to us from Sierra Magazine, Jason Mark, the editor of uh, Sierra Magazine, toward a moral case for meat eating. Very unconvincing. And he also does ignore the fact that humans are herbivores. We are herbivores, we are not carnivores. Uh, Dr. Milton Mills made a great presentation at the World Vegan Summit and Expo, our second one in Berkeley about that. That's another thing for the to-do list. We have to get the presentations from the World Vegan Summit and Expo posted and available. but I also think that that is available on YouTube if you uh, look for Dr. Milton Mills and his case for humans being herbivores. That is a uh, a compelling case, whereas uh, Jason Mark... Uh, I don't know, but, you know, the Sierra Club has, uh, donations from, uh, from ranchers. It's one of those big tent organizations, you know, that, that wants as, as many donations as possible. It's like the Humane Society of the United States. It wants, uh, it, 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 it most of its members, uh, are, you know, consume flesh and blood. Uh, meat and dairy and eggs, and you know that's that's how it can promote uh, uh, meatless mondays and and cage free eggs uh, to have to have the bigger tent uh, to have uh, access to more donations and to uh, compromise all moral principles um, toward a moral case for meat eating failed what a failure, and uh, I will be posting about this on on facebook and really shame on the sierra club for uh, for such fiction now there is some fiction that was just uh uh written it's actually called uh new york 20 new york 2140 this is uh, uh by kim stanley robinson that is a novelist's vision of a drowned city so um we go from the uh and by the way uh, shame on Jason Mark and the Sierra Club and Sierra Magazine if it is going to consider environmental issues. It does not consider that the world's top environmental specialists uh, at the World Bank, Dr. Robert Goodland and Jeffrey Anhang, tell us that climate change is caused mainly by consumption and production of meat, dairy, fish, and eggs, that animal agriculture is the number one cause of climate change, responsible for at least 51% of all greenhouse gas emissions. We don't hear that from Jason Mark in Sierra, uh, who's doing uh, more harm than good with his uh, immoral moral case for meat eating. Uh, so we, we, we don't hear about that. Um, deforestation, uh, well, he did mention that um, resource depletion, water shortage, all of that, all of that, uh, all of the environmental destruction uh, that comes from uh, the consumption of meat, dairy, fish, and eggs. Uh, we, we don't hear, we don't see the Sierra Club urging uh, its membership to go vegan. We see an excuse. We see uh, a, a connection with planet Earth that we get from, from killing other animals. That's what we get from from the Sierra Club. This uh, shameful. Gr- how, how can you be, really? How can you be a meat eating environmentalist? Um, well, this this is it. You get you get an immoral moral uh, argument uh, to to try to make the case and make everybody feel good about the most destructive environmental behavior, uh, in which humans participate. Uh, that is uh, consumption of meat, dairy, fish, and eggs. And, uh, but it's okay with the Sierra club. So ranchers, you can continue to, uh, to make your donations, uh, to the fraudulent Sierra club. Um, and, uh, you know, so, And we'll uh, pretty much every week we do uh, discuss uh, climate change and uh, how the uh, at least 51% has been accepted in the scientific community. But you wouldn't know that uh, from uh, Jason Mark, the editor of Sierra. Anyway, it's Go Vegan Radio with Bob Linden at goveganradio.com. Uh, Facebook, Go Vegan Radio with Bob Linden. Twitter at Go Vegan Radio. Uh, we ask that you support our program with a tax deductible donation. We don't get much rancher money here today. We don't. Uh, we don't connect you with the planet. Uh, you know, by uh, by eating flesh and blood here. We just ask you to uh, go vegan. We continue on Go Vegan Radio with Bob Linden at GoVeganRadio.com. Again, please support us with a tax deductible donation. You can uh, find the donate button at GoVeganRadio.com. Uh, we are on Facebook, Go Vegan Radio with Bob Linden, and Twitter at GoVeganRadio. Vegan Radio. Uh, Professor Gary Francione coming up in just a few moments here. Um, I uh, do want to thank Vegetarian House for its uh, support year after year after year. Vegetarian House. Uh, 100% vegan restaurant in San Jose. Uh, Support your local vegan restaurants wherever you are. These are the people putting it on the line, uh, having 100% vegan businesses. And uh, Vegetarian House is one of the great vegan restaurants in all the world. Check out vegetarianhouse.us. Vegetarian House is supportive of Radio Bobby, uh, which will be on soon, 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 our online music radio station. Uh, It looks like uh, Vegetarian House uh, will be one of the founding sponsors. Um, And, uh, oh, by the way, Vegetarian House caters if you're in the Bay Area. You have an event coming up, business event, social event, um, and you want to make sure the food is great. Uh, vegetarianhouse.us check out the menu there too you'll see that vegans do not sacrifice anything or anyone for that matter Uh, the environmentally friendly uh, cuisine uh, which you wouldn't know by the Sierra Club Um, so Vegetarian House just one of the great restaurants uh, 520 East Santa Clara Street in San Jose about to become one of the founding sponsors of uh, Radio Bobby as will be Uh, Evolution, uh, evolution uh, dog and cat food, uh, Daisy's favorite. Daisy loves evolution, the world's most advanced, highly fortified, high fortification uh, dog and cat food. And supplement uh, compounds are available also from evolution, uh, which has 20 years of experience uh, in development documentation available from evolution. Uh, you can go to Weissman com. W E I S M A N nutrition.com. By the way, if you uh, order by phone and mention Bob Linden or go vegan radio with Bob Linden, uh, evolution will make a donation to go vegan radio and, uh, You can order, uh, in terms of supplementation, there's a cat-dog kidney support uh, compound uh, that's available, omega-3 support for cats and dogs. Uh, There's urinary tract support for cats and dogs. There's immune system support for cats and dogs, uh, joint support for cats and dogs. Uh, uh, There's relaxation uh, compound uh, there's a gastrointestinal support uh, compound. All of this from uh, Evolution, Evolution dog and cat food, vegan dog and cat food. Yeah, so all the members of our family can be vegan. And uh, that's uh, actually a. Oh, and you can go to petfoodshop.com to order, uh, or you can call 651 632 6512280632 for uh, evolution and mention go vegan radio or bob linden and uh, evolution will make a donation to go vegan radio um you're welcome to do that yourself there on the website goveganradio.com you can find the donate button there and uh, evolution helping all of our family members go vegan uh which is a uh, Good thing to do, I'm seeing in a news release, uh, says uh, here, physicians analyze food trends and publish dietary prescription for optimum heart health. And so um, green leafy vegetables, blueberries, and plant proteins rise to the top of the physician's recommendations for frequent food intake. Coconut oil, palm oil, and antioxidant supplements fail uh, or fall to the bottom of the list. Um, So uh, it says here in a news release, uh, uh, nutrition researcher Neil Barnard, MD, president and uh, founder of the uh, Nonprofit Physicians Committee for Responsible Medicine, is one of 12 authors of Trending Cardiovascular Nutrition Controversies uh, in the March 7th, 2017 issue of the Journal of the American College of Cardiology, which recommends whole food Uh, vegan eating patterns for optimum health. uh, And whenever I see plant-based, I'm probably going to say... Vegan, because I, I don't really know what these people are talking about when they say plant-based. Anyway, so it says, Dr. Barnard and the cardiovascular researchers, including Andrew Freeman, M.D., Pamela Morris, M.D., Caldwell Esselstyn, M.D., Dean Ornish, M.D., and Kim Williams, M.D., reviewed the latest research behind popular food trends to create an evidence-based prescription to provide clinicians with a quick guide to... Um, Relay to patients in a clinical setting, leafy green vegetables, berries, especially blueberries and strawberries, and plant proteins such as lentils and beans, earn top accolades for supporting cardiovascular function. See beans, beans good for the heart we We knew it all along, right uh, It says they contribute uh, into. Uh, a vegan dietary pattern that lowers blood pressure, stabilizes blood sugar, and breaks down arterial plaque, the early formation of atherosclerosis. These foods should be consumed whole compared to uh, blended in juices or grounded into antioxidant supplements. Olive oil, canola oil, sunflower oil, and nuts provide healthful sources of monosaturated and polyunsaturated fats, but should be consumed in moderation due to their high calorie content. Dietary cholesterol should be limited. A southern dietary pattern rich in added fats, fried foods, eggs, organ and processed meats, and sugar-sweetened beverages, along with coconut oil and palm oil, should be avoided, it says here. It says, gluten-containing foods should be avoided only if patients have sensitivities or allergies. A gluten-free diet reduces uh, morbidity and mortality for people with celiac disease, which is about 1% or 2% of the population. Non-celiac gluten sensitivity may impact 6% of the population. It says, uh, it's no surprise people are confused about what constitutes a heart-healthful diet, says Dr. Barnard, with thousands of studies published each year, we get uh, contradictory headlines. We collaborated on this review to provide a real-time prescription based on the best available peer-reviewed research, he said. So it says, heart disease is the leading cause of death worldwide. Nearly half of uh, Americans have at least one controllable risk factor including high blood pressure high cholesterol and smoking quote in addition to eating colorful uh vegan foods well it says plant-based here uh i don't really like to use that confu- confusing vague meaningless term but okay in the quote in addition to eating colorful plant-based foods it's important to uh Make time for sleep, exercise, and stress management, which could uh, come in the form of social support or even listening to music. Okay, Radio Bobby coming soon. See, we're, I, I knew there was a reason. We'll, we'll help you out with Radio Bobby soon. Anyway, that was a quote from Dr. Barnard. and You can get a copy of the review. Um, you can email jfrost, J-F-R-O-S-T, at pcrm.org for this uh review here that uh basically the uh heart healthy prescription green leafy vegetables blueberries and plant proteins at the top of the list and uh coconut oil palm oil and antioxidant supplements at the bottom of the list okay so uh there you go and uh we will uh, continue uh, on uh, Go Vegan Radio with Bob Linden coming up with Professor Gary Francione. And again, so you, you get on that, get on the leafy greens, uh, you know, the, the blueberries, the beans, beans, good for your heart. And Radio Bobby coming soon to relieve your stress and be a positive place for us to all gather and hang out. That will be cool. So. Anyway, we will continue on Go Vegan Radio with Bob Linden. Please support us with a tax deductible donation at goveganradio.com. It's Go Vegan Radio with Bob Linden at goveganradio.com on Facebook, Go Vegan Radio with Bob Linden, and Twitter, at GoVeganRadio. And uh, we are joined now by Professors Gary Francione and Anna Charlton of Rutgers University. And uh, we are joined by them on a weekly basis for commentary. Uh, their uh, their website, vegan dot com, uh, is uh, a website to visit so that you can go vegan dot com. So, uh, no, I shouldn't say that people go; they'll get confused. Um, how are you today, Gary and Anna?
1: We're fine, thank you, Bob, and we hope that you are doing well as well. I'm I'm doing well. I I spent most of the
0: opening of this show. Uh, pretty much in your territory. I don't know. I don't know. We'll see if uh, how much sense uh, if you ever get to hear what I said. I, you know, I I, I sent you uh, a link to an article. I don't know if you had a chance to read it. That was in the Sierra Club magazine, Sierra.
1: Yes, 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 yes. yes, yes.
0: <laughs> and uh, you know the, the 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 title of the article is "Toward a Moral Case for Meat Eating." And uh, even I, not a professor of ethics, uh, <laughs> felt like I was able to rip it to shreds. Um, I don't know if you had a chance to to read it, and I, I, I
1: indeed, I posted it on my page, and um, the the consensus sort of comments were. This is the dumbest thing
0: I've ever I I know. <laughs> I, I I had to stop. I said, I've never s- s- spoken such nonsense in all my life as the words coming out of my mouth reading from this article here. I've I be, it's beyond me and this is the Sierra Club. He's the editor of the Sierra Club magazine. So, uh this is the the the, mo- the most irrational rationalizations I've ever seen in my life. I don't have to go over them again, but... Uh... Well, of
2: course, the Sierra Club is not exactly vegan-friendly, um, but uh, when we saw that article, I have to admit that I started the first few sentences, and then I simply stopped, thinking that life is indeed too short <laughs> to <Get,
3: laughs> but... engage
2: with it. I mean, we, we all get to the point if we're, we're having conversations about veganism, Some some conversations are wonderful and um, energizing and keep us going. And then you get, um, mostly online, the discussions about the possible worlds in which plants have the same sort of nervous systems and sentience and interests as humans, or where we we can't be sure of any of the things that we're sure of in every other context except when we're talking about veganism and uh, weariness sometimes just takes over about <laughs> dealing with those things, because um, anyone who's having that conversation is so defensive that they're really not interested in in um, en- engaging at that point. So uh, mentally, um, I I'm, I move on from those situations because that just. Sucks the spirit
0: out of you. Yeah. Well, when when I see such fake environmentalism and such nonsense, though, I I feel right. compelled to respond. Uh, although lately, all I've been doing is is converting music over because what I feel the world needs is a is a is, a, is a, an online music radio station, which that's. Uh, all my time has has been converting uh, songs to MP3. So I haven't, haven't paid as much attention to the things I normally would. And I didn't post on Facebook regarding this, but I, I intend to, Oh, Oh, by the way, we, we won't be doing a show next week because, uh, I I'm, I'm going to the natural products expo, um, in Anaheim, my yearly trip down there to see what's new, uh, to, to sample all the great new, uh, uh, vegan foods out there and who knows what. So, uh, uh, that that'll be next week. That I'm uh, down in Anaheim, so I'll be uh, be doing that. So uh, yeah, I, I've never seen such nonsense. But but the point being that this is the Sierra Club magazine. So so many people read this, and you know, for somebody to say you know to eat meat is to consume the body of the world. You know, it's like wah! Oh, I, 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 I know how it could be unbearable to you, but uh, to me, it's like. Uh, Wow, well, we we have to point out such nonsense sometimes. So, uh but,
1: but Bob, the only people the only people who who read that sort of thing and and don't come away thinking as we do that it is the dumbest thing that they've ever read are people who are looking for excuses. I mean, yes, you know, if you're looking for an excuse, anything will suffice. And And there are so uh, few
0: excuses for eating meat that now they've they've had to resort to, like, a a moral case for eating it, which is, uh, you know, the the most absurd of absurdities.
1: In a sense, though, you know, what he was saying was, you know, it's not the first time I've seen ideas like that expressed. I mean, this idea that, you know, you... I mean, look, Michael Pollan, to some degree, um, I mean, he doesn't say it that way, but you know he's sort of expressing the same idea that this is you know these are things which connect us to some sort of primal past and and there's a there's a sort of a of a of a cultural relevance to it and I, I mean well, we, you know we could do idea, all sorts I mean, of whole, we
0: could do all sorts of evils and say they connect us to a primal past, you know I mean well yeah. <laughs> Of,
1: of course, but I mean, you know, th- th- these things all beg the question about, you know, they, they basically avoid discussing the morality of animal exploitation. They look at these things, they assume that animal exploitation is okay, and then they say, and by the way, you know, here are some of the benefits that you can, that you, the, you, you know, that you can derive. You, 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 you help to understand, you know, who you are as a hunter. I mean, all this stuff, all this romanticizing killing. Whether you're doing it, you know, however you're doing it, it's all romanticizing killing, mm-hmm. and it's all, you know, I, I mean, in one way or another, and and so, you know, I, I read it, I thought it was truly, um, it, what I thought was was interesting, was that um, they published it <laughs>
3: That's because
1: true. because That's because true. I mean I mean. It did not
2: reflect well on this. No, no, because
1: because look, the Sierra Club is nonsense anyway. I mean, it's it's you know it's yeah, it's a, it's it's a soft environmental organization. It's not even a very good environmental organization.
0: Rancher financed and and oil and gas money, uh, you know, a history of oil and gas money and rancher donations and and all right, of that. It's yeah. a soft.
1: It's a it's a soft pseudo environmental organization. Now I'm sure that you know that. Most of the people who are involved with it and who support it are not vegan. But I was amazed that they actually published an article like that because it would most certainly piss off the small number of vegans (laughs) that they do have contributing to them. And I I thought that was just, I I thought, you know, why would anybody, you know, look at this and say, this is a good idea when in fact they know they're going to get, I mean, I posted it and I had people putting comments on the thread on my page saying, I'm not going to support them anymore. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure that a number of people who give money to the Sierra Club, why they do that, I don't know, but they do and they're animal people and some of them are probably vegans. And they
3: make nice Christmas cards. Yeah, they,
1: right, right, they get Christmas cards from them. <laughs>
3: uh,
1: they buy they buy Sierra Club Christmas cards and send them out, um and and so I I I was just sort of, I was surprised I have to tell you I was surprised that they they did it but but I he's think the editor
0: they, by the way he's the editor of the the magazine I know he,
1: I, I know, I know <laughs> he is I know he is um and I, I was I was just I was stunned I have to tell you I was really really stunned when I saw it um but um. I'd like to say I thank you for bringing it to my attention but thanking you for such sending sending me <laughs> excuse me such a piece of trash um, but but you know I, I think in certain ways I mean look we're seeing a lot of this we're seeing a lot of this as people are becoming more and more uncomfortable about exploiting animals and realizing we don't have a good a good reason you know I I had I this weekend i had a an interesting exchange there's a there's a guy um and his name is wesley smith and he's a he writes for he's a conservative person and he he writes for among other things this catholic publication and he put an essay in there about how you know speciesism is evil because you know, Peter Singer wants to use mentally, you know, disabled people in experiments and whatever. And, you know, the, the, and I, I pointed out to him that, you know, Singer is a utilitarian and he has all sorts of views that um, many of us uh, don't agree with. And, and we ended up sort of getting into this discussion because my view is if, if you have religious beliefs, if you have theistic beliefs, um, the most they can get you, the furthest they can get you, is to say that in a situation where there is a, a, a dispute or a conflict between humans and non-humans, humans have to win because God created them in God's image and therefore they, they matter more. But it doesn't mean that God gives you a green light to go eating at McDonald's tonight because that's what you want to do. I mean, at most, what religions get you is... The, the obligation to choose human over non-human in situations of compulsion. And what was sort of interesting was to sort of see him and the other people on his page flailing around um, because they were. they were. They were making just silly comments. Um, but to see them flailing around because they don't know how to respond to that. Because it's true. I mean, it, it, it. I mean, it's absolutely true. Um, and and in terms of in terms of what I mean, in terms of what these religions, you know, they, they have this idea that well, you know, because you know you're a religious person, that means it's okay for you to eat meat or drink dairy or whatever. Is nonsense. What 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 religions get you is when you're on the desert island, God wants you to eat the rabbit and not the human that you're with because. The, the 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 rabbit is not made in god's image and in, in in the human you're with is that's all it gets you um and 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 it was just interesting to see them flailing around because they didn't know how to deal with that because there really is no good answer to that mm. you know i mean you because the 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 position you've got to argue if you want to defend it, the, the position you've got to defend is to say that God wants you to engage in gratuitous harm of animals. That can't be. I mean, I I, I don't see any any. Thou shalt to that. kill.
0: Thou uh, thou shalt kill. That's the new. Uh, we, we needed yeah. we needed to edit the original uh, and make it thou shalt kill.
1: Yeah, I mean, I mean, and 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 you know, and most of these religions were formulated at a time when people didn't really think about eating anything else because they assumed that was food. I mean, that, that was food. That's how they understood the concept of food. It was a necessity. And, and um, you know, I was reading, I was even, I was looking at the Quran before, and, you know, the Quran talks about how you, you shouldn't be cruel to animals, um, and that, but it's okay to kill them and eat them if you need to eat them. But, those words were written at a time when people thought it was necessary that you needed to eat them. Mm -hmm. And now the, you know, the the facts have changed dramatically. We know we don't have to eat them. Indeed, we know that we can be healthier without eating them. And and, um, uh, and so, you know, but but I, I think people are flailing around.
0: And, and God, God's first commandment was to be vegan, uh, although apparently not. He didn't use the, the vegan word because we had to wait till the 1940s for that. But, you know, Genesis book 1, verse 29 says to be vegan. I, everybody ignores well, that.
1: Yeah, what, what God says is the herb and the seed shall be your food. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, and um, you know, it is very clear in the Garden of Eden, everyone is a vegan, including all the animals. Mm-hmm. Uh, there are, animals aren't killing animals, and humans aren't killing animals, and humans aren't killing humans. Killing starts after humans get thrown out of the Garden of Eden, and and so you know I think that um, I, I think that people are you know it, 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 veganism is becoming more popular. People are becoming more uncomfortable and more understanding of the fact that. They can't justify animal exploitation. And so you're seeing these really dumb, really, truly dumb things like you can reconnect to the earth, you know, a moral case for eating, you know, meat and, and, and how, you know, I mean, there's the, the amount of silly stuff that is published seems to me to be growing. <laughs> it seems to me to be growing, and i don 't view that in a negative way um, i mean i 'm not happy to see the general level of stupidity um, increasing but uh, but in, in certain ways I, I i see it as a positive development in that this is the sort of response we 're getting because people are un- are increasingly uncomfortable, they know something 's wrong and they don 't know how to deal with it. Hmm. And you know the you know, the, and, the in
0: god's image thing though I, I i often thought or often think what does that mean does that mean uh ears eyes nose mouth i mean we're not the only ones you know <laughs> legs well, heart i mean i don't know you know it's like uh why why aren't others uh considered in god's image too the other species i, I don't well,
1: but 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 the thing is even if even if you don't buy into, well, no, let me say it differently. different way. Even if you do buy into this idea that humans are special because they have souls and animals don't, because, I mean, I think that's what the, in God's image is, is that we are, you know, there is this thing, it is God. We are made in God's image. Animals are not. Now you can say, well, why is that? And the thing is, That's not the point. The point is, if you accept that, that humans are special by virtue of being human, They are spiritually superior to animals. Even if you assume that, it doesn't give you license to engage in gratuitous harm. It does not, it it only, at the very most, they can stay in here. Okay, Anna wants to get the dogs out. She's afraid they're going to start barking any minute. and and it doesn't allow you to engage in gratuitous harm. What it allows you to do is to what what it obligates you to do is to prefer the human over the animal in situations in which the the spiritually superior human needs to you know, it, it, it is in some way, is in some, you know, it is in some way compromised or where there's some sort of need or a compulsion. That's all it does. It's all, it, you know, that, that's the most it gets you. And as a matter of fact, I'm writing this up for a uh, a Catholic publication, uh, which will be coming out, you know, I guess probably in the late summer or fall. Um, one of, you know, a, a Catholic publication has asked me to talk about animals from, a Christian perspective, and you know, they know what I'm going to say because I told them. I t- you know what I told them was basically, look, you know, um, uh, you might not get to veganism from an animal rights perspective, but you get to veganism from uh, "thou shall do no harm," um, you know, perspective, and and the idea that. Animals are are within Christianity, God's creation, and we should not be gratuitously harming them, which is what we do, you know, whenever we're not in the desert island situation or the lifeboat situation, that's exactly what we're doing, it's gratuitous harm. And so, so I think, you know, I, I, I sort of see the, the sort of the Sierra Club thing and what I dealt with this past weekend with, with um, these religious people and all these of silly things that people are saying. I don't view those things as negative. I view them as positive signs that people are flailing around because they're becoming increasingly uncomfortable by, you know, they're, they're becoming increasingly uncomfortable.
2: But also, it also strikes me when um, some pe- people often, you know, ask us how you deal with this question or how you deal with that question. and. Um, I think it's perfectly okay to, when we're discussing these issues. I mean, there are the desert island situations to, to be considered if you're talking about a, a philosophical theory about animal rights. Um, there are the conflict situations that might need to be resolved. But in my now increasingly number of decades of life, I've never been in such a situation. Um, I don't believe Gary's ever been in such a situation. I don't know if you have, Bob. No, I don't I've... know. Of anyone who's ever been stranded on a desert island or had any other similar situation presented to them. Yeah, yeah.
0: A couple of years ago, I, I stopped by. Uh, it was a, a a Buddhist temple in Ojai, California, and um, yeah. they 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 weren't they weren't vegan. And somebody there said to me well we 're not because, like centuries ago in Mongolia, the winters were so rough that you know they had to eat animals and and i said exactly. there, i said there's a Whole Foods across the street you know the, you yeah. you're, you're not, it's not you're not in a blizzard you know in yeah. Mongolia so, centuries ago
2: so, so there are, you know we can wander off into the wilderness of, and and consider these ideas uh, when this, when we run out of things to talk about but um you know, I don't think there's anything wrong with taking the very practical step of bringing people back to the real conversation. Because you can get um, stuck off uh, dealing with these tangential issues and yes, you need a theory of animal rights that will accommodate those conflict situations if if it's going to be a, a theory that stands up. But most of us will never, ever, ever be in anything approaching that situation. So it gets to a point in our normal conversations and our normal interactions with people who are not editors of the Sierra Club or whatever magazine but we where where we can have the the practical conversation or just decide that this is not a person you want to engage with i mean um you know we we need to plod through life and and talk to the people who are most receptive and put our energy there so You know, all the same things come up. You've had that that experience, of course, Bob, of of the silly conversations, Mm. and um, you know the 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 sudden interest in plant rights, and um, everyone is everyone is a nutritionist, and everyone's wondering, are we really just brains in jars being, you know, with electrical electrical current going through us? We don't, we can't be sure of anything, and all this sort of stuff. So. Um, those those are good conversations for some dinner parties and perhaps some undergraduate philosophical um, courses um, but there, there's real work to do in terms of of helping people deal with you know um, becoming vegan in a practical real world mm. setting so that that's Sort of why I couldn't get up the energy to get through to the end of that article. Well,
0: I, I, I've, I've been accused of being silly on the air sometimes, but I don't think I've ever been sillier than when I was quoting from that article earlier in the show. I mean, I, I'm saying I, I can't say this. I can't even, you know, this is all so ridiculous, but I'm quoting an article from the Sierra Club. And uh, okay, so that, that was me at my silliest <laughs> quoting from this article.
2: Bob, so it's not surprising that we have strange conversations no, about
1: yeah, the I, mean, I, I I am. I, I, my first thought when I did read that was that the Russians had hacked <laughs> the Sierra Club server and had published
3: right.
1: uh, an unbelievably stupid article. But, you know, the thing of it is is that people really have no – they they've, they've got no argument. You know, I, I had a very interesting experience. I was in a video store um, a couple of days <laughs> ago and and um you know it's it's a it, it's a really you know there aren't very many of those left in the world um but you know there's there's a place um fairly near where we live that has a lot of really good movies and a lot of foreign films and a lot of a lot of things you can't you know you you, you can't even get on online in terms of amazon prime or netflix and things like that and so i was there and the owner of the store was talking with somebody and asked them if they liked some movie um And the person responded by saying, Well, there was that pig slaughter scene that really upset me. I'm a vegetarian and um, and they were talking about this pig slaughter scene and and um, and I, I said, Excuse me I, I don't, <laughs> don't want to be rude um, or interrupt. I said, But let me ask you a question. Why aren't you vegan? And she just looked at me and she said, "What do you mean?" And I said, "Well, you're upset about a pig slaughter scene, right?" And she said, "Yeah." And I said, "You just said that you're a vegetarian." And I said, "Yes. Yeah. So I said I take it that means you don't eat meat." And she said, "That's right. I don't eat meat." And I said, "Well, why do you stop there?" I said, "You know, like why you don't eat meat? Why?" And she said, "Well, because I I don't I don't think it's good to kill animals." And I said, "Well, but you're consuming dairy. That's killing animals. And you're consuming eggs. That's killing animals." And and we had a very interesting discussion, and um, turned out that turns out that she's a um, an artist in the city and in and and, and a, you know a good one. Um, and and we you know we had this discussion, and and I had just done a video on the Facebook page about vegetarianism being an incoherent position, and I sent her I, you know she gave me her card, and I sent her the video. Um, And she wrote back and said, you know, you're making me think. And and what was interesting is that, you know, she was a very, very bright woman. um, And she had, I mean, she had nothing to say. You know, it's like no one's, what's, what's really interesting, I didn't get into a discussion about whether she was, you know, whether she was involved with any animal groups. But my guess is she probably was. And nobody's ever said to her, being a vegetarian isn't enough. You've got to go further. That being a vegetarian is, is, is a meaningless position. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and you know, but what's, what's interesting is there really is no argument. There, but
2: also, just the simple point that you were making, engaged her and yes. interested her. Yeah. So she's ready to... Consider it.
1: Yeah, exactly. I mean, so that's I,
2: what we need to be
3: doing. Yeah, and and, and, and did
0: she not did that... know? Did she not know that? Uh, I mean, yeah, she's she, maybe she's saving pigs by uh, being uh, so-called vegetarian, but did she not know about uh, the chickens and and the cows dying? Did she think that? I
1: mean, you know, I was I was raising this with her, and she was not saying, um, "Gee, I didn't know about that." Um... I, I think, Bob, there are a lot of people out there, lots of them, lots of them, who are vegetarians.
2: And there's a whole industry that is reflected in the checkout line of your, you know, natural foods supermarket type place that, that says, hey, you've taken that first step, well done, we'll support you, and you need go no further. Look at all the vegetarian magazines and stuff at the checkout line of the... Shops that we go to. They're all saying, Well done! Glad you're joining us. Let's celebrate. Let's do that. Here's advertisements for this, that, and the other. You know, that's only vegetarian, not vegan. So there's, the brakes are there to be put on to people, and intelligent people who are disposed to think about this are not pushed that little bit further. And it is a little bit further for someone who's already thinking that ethics is important when they're making the decisions about what they're going to eat tonight. So I, I, th- I think that's inspiring for us, that's energizing for us. There always good pre-vegans, as we were talking about, mm. um, you know, that we encounter all the time. Gary just talk to someone in a video store? And it was a pleasant conversation. It wasn't hostile, it wasn't accusatory. It was engaging uh, with the, you know, an intelligent, well-meaning person who was interested. Let's go and do it
1: again. I mean, I have conversations like this all the time. Right. It's like, um, I mean, it it it's amazing how it comes up. And you know, it, I don't, I don't, I don't proselytize. I don't. I mean, obviously, I, I, you know, in the situation, I in, in interjected myself when they were talking about this Guatemalan movie. But, um, but, but, I, you know, as a general matter, it's like it's not all that difficult to start a conversation with people about these things because. They're raising them. I mean, you know. Yes, I, I got involved in the discussion, but only after she made a comment about how this film made her uncomfortable. Um, you know, uh, because a pig was slaughtered, and you know, and, and that bothered her. That bothered her and offended her sensibilities as a vegetarian. And and you know, when I think about it, I mean, I find it fascinating. And anybody's a vegetarian. What a bizarre thing to do to say. Well, I'm not going to eat meat. Because I don't agree with killing, but I'm going to eat a lot of other things boss <laughs> killing. I mean, right. it, it, it just it doesn't make sense. I
0: know. But I know. I, uh, I I I I was there. I you know. I I feel you know. I I felt so morally superior when I was an unknowledgeable vegetarian until I realized. I hadn't really done anything. <laughs> I spent all that time feeling like I was doing the, you know, the, the morally correct thing by being vegetarian. Um, but then when I realized what I was really doing, I hadn't done anything. I mean, you know, if you consume, uh, again, you consume dairy and eggs, why not uh hamburger and steak or, chicken bodies. I mean, it's all the same, all the same. But uh, we've come to realize that now. I mean, way back when, when we, we, we were the hippies, we thought that vegetarian actually meant a cheese sandwich. I don't know why we thought that, but they, 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 they kept it all hidden from us for, for a while there. But uh, we know the truth now. So what's the that's, point of being a why, vegetarian now?
1: That's why Donald Watson formulated the word in the first place. Mm-hmm. because because vegetarians were eating cheese and eating eggs mm-hmm. and 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 he he thought that was a bad idea and and you know he thought that people should should not eat any animal products and so therefore he formulated vegan because because people weren't because vegetarians weren't vegetarian um and and you know and and i i mean you know i i know there's a lot of controversy amongst a lot of animal people over this but the reality is Watson sort of thought of he thought of veganism as sort of a general philosophy about not exploiting animals but he certainly thought about it primarily as a dietary thing i mean that's how it got started was because he was a vegetarian and vegetarians were eating cheese and eating eggs mm-hmm. and he thought that was a bad idea so he you know he said let's have a word let's let's have a word that means only plants but he then expanded it into more uh, you know a, a more comprehensive philosophy. But, you know, I mean... Well,
0: it used to be it, lacto-ovo-vegetarian, where, uh, you know, you had the asterisks and you knew that th- those were the exceptions to the rule or the cheating uh, that went on, lacto-ovo. But then the lacto and ovo uh, uh, disappeared and we were left with the word vegetarian, meaning what it probably didn't mean in, to start i would think i mean i think a lot of people thought vegetarian meant vegan and and still do uh, to oh, a lot of there
2: people it was that time in the in the 80s in in the states here that that people were sort of trying to reclaim that word and you know you'd say oh you're a strict vegetarian or or whatever without the um the qualifications of the lactose and the ovos right. and stuff but then that a losing battle. So then, it was important. And and strict,
0: strict wasn't such a good, appealing word either, an yeah, inviting was, word. Exactly you know, I'm strict. <laughs> yeah, it's not strict. Yep. It's like it's the opposite of strict. It's like right. opening up the whole world to you. You know, it's like right. open. You know, it's like not not narrow. It's broadening. It's it's everything. Right.
2: So. But when, you know, when I look back at some of the um, the old publications and stuff, we were taking a stab at at vegetarian meaning, something that it certainly had lost over time. Mm -hmm.
0: And I don't forget that Vegetarian House in San Jose is a 100% vegan restaurant, so I don't know.
1: (laughs) Well, I mean, you know, it's because you can't say, well, you know, um, we generally think of a vegan as somebody who doesn't eat wear or use animal oh, products.
2: No, certainly, certainly.
1: All right, and so, so if...
2: did not just a dietary thing. Yeah, it's, it's wider course,
1: than just a dietary thing. And, and um, you know, looking back on... on um, when, when I became a vegan in 82, um, I stopped eating all animal products, but was I a vegan because I had leather shoes? I didn't buy any more leather. But I had leather shoes and I continued to wear them until they wore out. Um, and, and, um, you know, but so, so was I, you know, was I a vegan because I was wearing animal products? Well, you know, maybe not. I don't know. But I certainly was in terms of my diet. Um, and I certainly didn't buy any more animal products. Although I, I you know, I had wool stuff that I wore. Uh, I had wolf suits that I wore. Um, and and um, you know, but I didn't buy anymore. That was the thing. I didn't, you know, I didn't, I didn't buy anymore. But but um, you, you know, but you, you know, there's a lot. There's, I mean, people. I, I find it so, somewhat uh, silly that a lot of people just get involved in um, endless debates about how to use the word. I mean, vegan means not eating, wearing, or using animal products. Can you use it in terms of reference? You know, can it can it be? Used in terms of a diet, and the answer is yes does it have to be I mean if somebody is not eating, wearing, or using animals for environmental reasons as opposed to strictly animal rights reasons, is that person a vegan answer is yes, if somebody doesn't use eat use or, or uh, uh, eat wear or use animal products, I, I almost don't care why they're not doing right. it they're vegan
3: right right right
1: um, but, but there are people there are people um, who get very upset with me when I say. You know, yeah, I don't really care why you're not doing it. If you're not eating, wearing, or using animal products, you're a vegan.
3: They
1: get all upset about it because they say, well, it can only be for moral reasons. And you know, I, I happen to think environmental reasons can be moral reasons, but, um, but 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 you know, uh, but it, it has to be for reasons of animal rights. And the answer is, I don't think so. Um, I think it can be. You know, I think you can be a vegan. Um, for a, for a, a, for, now, I've never met anybody who's a consistent vegan um, who isn't a vegan for animal rights reasons. I mean, I, I've never met anybody who's an, a vegan for environmental reasons or health reasons who doesn't cheat. Never. Not once. I have not known one person who falls into that category who is, you know, who is consistent. Um, well but but people
0: in. but people you know who who have gotten into it for health reasons have become complete vegans and and actually you know dedicated to it for, for animal reasons also.
1: Oh yeah 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 absolutely but what i'm saying is if you're if you if you're not I mean i've never i, I have met some people who have been vegan in terms of eating wearing and using anim, not eating wearing using, using animal products for environmental reasons but they but they're not consistent um, I've known people who have had vegan diets for health reasons, but they're not consistent. They cheat, um, you know, in the same way that, you know, anybody who's on a diet, you know, uh, t- to lose weight it will, will, you know, cheat. I mean, you know, it's just, that's the nature of it because you don't see the activity as something, you see you, you see it as an, an activity that you desire to do because you want a particular end, but you don't see yourself as morally obligated and doing something you know, that is really bad if you cheat. And so, um, you know, but, but I, I, I mean, this idea, you know, and you, you see some of these, these really um, uh, in, incredibly uh, charged discussions and debates on the internet about whether or not you can talk about having a vegan diet, and the answer is sure you can. <laughs> Donald Watson talked about it. Now No, he talked about it in a more expand, expanded way as well, but he talked about there being a vegan diet. He talked about...
2: Well, that's the way of eating that reflects right. the moral, right. the wider moral
1: framework. So well, yeah, it's not
2: just the, the diet and only
1: the diet, but there's certainly a vegan way of eating. Right. Is it, well, yeah, but he also, he, because he was focused on the fact that vegetarians were eating cheese and eggs, and he was focusing on it from the, you know, the, I mean, the, the, the diet thing was the thing that that initially got him to reformulate the, 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 the or formulate the word. Um, but, you know, I mean, well, it's what's I, most you know,
0: impactful anyway. Everybody eats uh, every day. Uh, a lot of people eat three meals a day. I mean, that's what has the greatest impact on, on animals and and the environment, but I mean, you know, not not everybody buys uh, a leather jacket, you know, frequently. But it's everybody eats every day, so I mean, that's the the major impact is
3: related to
1: absolutely, absolutely. And and look, I I've always believed, and actually believe now more more strongly than I ever have, that until you get people to see the eating issue they they just don't get it once once you get them to see the eating issue for moral re- you know what once you get them to stop eating animal products for moral reasons they see everything else
3: mm-hmm.
1: until you get them to stop eating animal products for moral reasons they don't see you know they they, they don't understand it at all mm-hmm. and and so you know you have, you know that that's why i, mean, I think it's, i think it's bizarre to sort of try to try to get people interested in the animal issue by some, by 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 approaching them about you know killing seals or or you know or other single issue campaigns those things are never going to really change anybody's thinking about animals the only thing that really changes their thinking about animals is when they stop eating them
3: then everything
1: changes and then they stop you know participating in it in, in, in all And, you know, if you had said to me 35 years ago, you should stop wearing wool and stop wearing leather because it's bad for animals, you know, it's it's wrong, violates animal rights. I wouldn't have even understood what the hell you were talking about because I was still eating them.
3: Mm -hmm.
1: Once I stopped eating them, then it made sense to me. Although, frankly, to be honest, I don't remember anybody back then talking about wearing animal products. I don't remember, I mean, I don't remember... Anybody, and fur, fur. They talked about fur, but I don't remember anybody back then talking about wool. Anybody, mm. um, and and um, or leather. Uh, I certainly don't remember anybody talking about wool. So in a sense, it was like, well, you know, once I became a vegan in terms of my diet for moral reasons. Then I started thinking about and learning about how wool was... Because I didn't know anything about wool, how wool was produced. Mm-hmm. And I, I used to think of leather as a slaughterhouse byproduct, which it's not. It's actually part of the economy of, of animal exploitation. It's not a byproduct. Um, and a lot of leather, a lot of animals are raised, like, for cordial, cordial horses, for cordovan shoes and things like that. I mean, they're, they're, they're raised for, um, you know, their primary, their primary function is to provide leather. And, and so, but I didn't understand any of that stuff back then. Um, and I wouldn't have understood it if you had come up to me and said, you know, we want you to support our anti-wool campaign. It would have, I would have thought that was a bizarre request to make of somebody who was eating animals. Mm-hmm. And, and so I'm still, as long as you're eating them, n- nothing is ever going to change. You're never really going to ever change.
0: Right. So what- once
1: you stop eating, yeah.
0: When I go to the uh Natural Products Expo in in Anaheim this weekend, um I'm I'm I will be amazed as I am every year at how many uh companies uh use the word vegan. It's it's everywhere. It's on their banners. I mean, it's really, you know, the, the word vegan is very very present at this event and it's a a main question that you know the, the food industry itself has uh accepted the word vegan it you know explains to people it's very simple you see it on a label you go okay it's, it's safe for me that's how that's how i look at it it's uh you know i'm uh I, I i don't see the word i don't see them say plant-based but i do say vegan is is everywhere um and uh i I like the use of the word. I like seeing it everywhere. <laughs> it's my favorite word I, you know it's like i just I love seeing it I, I love that people are using it and that that it's a major uh, major selling point for a lot of the the food companies who who are at these places
1: indeed, things are changing things are changing and you know and and um, and i think I think more and more people are beginning to um, see the logic of it, and see the moral compulsion in it, and um, and I I'm um, expecting we're going to have a vegan world in thirteen years <laughs> and six months. No, I I don't know. I mean I I I don't know that we're going to have a world in in uh, things are things are are, are I mean I assume you watch you're you're a news junkie so I assume that you've been watching the news. Yeah. It gets. Um, weirder weirder and weirder by the day yeah, I, I don't know.
0: well to to what are you referring now? there's so much weirdness going on. Is there something specific that you mean, or is it that we're going to have nuclear war with russia because that, that's what uh, we seem to be on that's well, we that might, seems to might, be the democrat we might platform a, or
1: what we might have a nuclear war with north Korea before <laughs> before uh, russia um but uh it is bizarre i just this is past weekend with the tweets going out from the White House or Mar-a-Lago or wherever they were coming out of about um, Obama wiretapping oh. uh, Trump,
3: mm-hmm. and
1: um, it it just gets more bizarre every day. I mean, every every day. Um, and uh, well, w- w- wait gets-
0: wait till if, if if ever if ever the story of Pizza Gate ever sees the light, then then it'll be. Uh, I don't know if you've followed that. That's you know kind of bubbling under in alternative uh, news related to uh pedophilia in in the highest places of government and commerce and politics and show business and uh this was through uh you know WikiLeaks and John Podesta emails and uh a lot was revealed there and I, I, I have a feeling if but 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 it's really covered over and it's ridiculed uh because uh, people don't want to uh the, the mainstream media don't really want to cover anything, but uh, if, if anything, you know, because, because like in the UK, it was uh, revealed uh, that there's this this guy, Jimmy Saville in the UK, was one of the biggest stars in television on the BBC. You must, well, Anna, you must have known him, right? Jimmy Saville? He is
2: sort of the sort of Dick Clark person, right. although I think he was- Or it's had a creepy pleasant presentation or it could be because he was older than everyone else in the studio. Right. So
0: so he was like so well known there. And you see pictures of him with the queen and the prince and all the well known (laughs) people. And he turns out to be he was a a trafficker. He, He was a child trafficker for 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 pedophiles. Um, and, uh, you know, he, he, he was considered a hero, but now everybody's coming forward and, uh, you know, rem- remember, what was his name? Edward Heath. Was it Heath? Right. Was he a prime minister? Does that, am I right? So, so it's revealed he's, he's a, he was a, a pedophile, uh, in the highest places of government. Well, we had Dennis Hastert, uh, here who was speaker of the house. So he was what, uh, two or three rungs down the ladder from being president, and you know, so I I think that uh, it's qu- my guess is that it's so much more widespread uh, than we can imagine, and 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 uh, uh, really, uh, it's very very strange. You know, there are there are the the stories of uh, Bill Clinton going to uh, this uh, uh, Lolita Island, uh, the, the the pedophile, this billionaire pedophile, and. I don't know if 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 any of this comes out, this will make what what's coming out now just seem so, you know, because it's tied in with Obama and Hillary Clinton, and it's just so hard to imagine that any of this could be uh, reality. And uh, I have a feeling that if uh, if things ever do see the light of day, we're going to be in for big shocks. You know, they they talk about uh, these code words like. Uh, Pizza, cheese pizza is a little girl. Hot dogs are little boys. You know, there, there are all these code words that the FBI has uh, that have appeared in Podesta emails and and uh, Obama ordering $60,000 worth of hot dogs for the White House. I mean, it's very... You want to get strange. I'm, I'm, I'm dealing in the, the, you know... Look around. About,
1: I, you know what? I'm sticking... I'm sticking with the less esoteric <laughs> stuff, and, I, and that's pretty bad. So I don't need to get into any pizza thing. Yeah,
0: um, well, it's under it's under Pizza Gate and Pedogate, Gate. Uh, you know, in if you uh, if you ever want to look around to to really, I, I mean, and the thing is that this gets revealed. Like I said, with Jimmy said the, the Dick Clark of the UK, he was like. The, the, the biggest pedophile in the country, you know, and, 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 and providing children to the biggest names, you know? So it's really, it's a crazy world. So like, uh, go vegan, go, don't eat animals and don't eat children. I don't know what to tell you. You know, it's crazy.
1: Exactly. So. Exactly. Yeah, so, well, I think we are, we are coming to the end. Uh, <laughs> now, now we are for sure. Um, show end of the world. um, but um, but anyway, so we're not we're not doing a show next week.
0: Right, we're not doing a show next week. Uh, and if there's still a world the week after, we'll do one then.
1: So very good, Bob. Well, we we look forward to it and have a wonderful time at the Natural Products uh, Expo in Anaheim. We we will and we will. See you in two weeks.
0: Okay, sounds great. Thanks for being with us again today, Thank you, Bob. Professor Thank Francione, you. Professor Charlton. Thanks for being with us, and uh, we'll talk to you in two weeks uh, if uh, you know if, if we're still allowed on on the air after all the things we discuss here. So, anyway, it's Go Vegan Radio with Bob Linden. If you if you're in Anaheim uh, this weekend, maybe I'll run into you at the Anaheim Convention Center. Look forward to. Uh, being there and uh, connecting with people. And uh, then we, Radio Bobby coming to the airwaves soon or the online waves. So uh, look forward to that and uh, we'll look forward to talking with you in a couple of weeks. And again, you can support our program with a tax-deductible donation. Uh, you can find the donate button at goveganradio.com. Thank you for listening.